Coffee Conversations about Influence Marketing is brought to you by Influential, a strategic consultancy that takes the guesswork out of influence marketing for your brand. We provide much-needed strategically crafted frameworks on how to implement influencer campaigns specific to your brand needs. Hi there. Thank you for tuning in to Coffee Conversations about Influencer Marketing. I am Anne, your host, and today we will be discussing employee influencing. We used to refer to this as employee advocacy, and it's on the rise in South Africa as it is in the rest of the world. But what does it mean? In a nutshell, it means that brands use their employees as brand experts to elevate or amplify the brand's messaging or the brand itself. But at the same time, it also positions its employees as experts in the field, which is a win-win situation for everyone. But what does it actually entail and how does it work? Well, today we have Ayanda Saboni, who is Group Executive for Brand Marketing and Communications at PPS, to tell us all about what it is and their experiences with Employee Influencing Program. So without any further delay, here is today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ayanda. Really, really appreciate it. Um, but let's start by asking you just to tell our listeners more about who you are, um, what PPS really is, and what is your role at the company? Hi, and thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm Ayanda Siboni. I head up the marketing brand and communications for PPS. PPS is a diversified financial services provider. So we have a business, we have businesses in insurance, um, financial advisory, medical aid, administration, um, as well as short-term and long-term insurance. So we fill the entire spectrum. But what makes us different is that we operate under the ethos of mutuality. That means if you become a member of PPS, you get a piece of the business. So you oh. we have um, members who have been with us for many years and have been able to share in the profits of the business because of our ethos of mutuality. Um, and the, the, the selection that we use is that you have to be a professional. So the professions used to be quite limited um, in, in the past, but over the years we've opened it up and a general description of what it takes to qualify for PPS is that you need to have a postgraduate um, university okay. degree for you to be part of the of the society. So PPS stands for um, Professional Provident Society. So we are a society um, in, in the, you know, in, in the gen general term. Okay. Um, and what do you, what's your role at PPS, Ayanda? I head up marketing and communications as well as looking after the brand. Okay. So that's also quite a hard one, especially if it's more, um, a non-traditional channel as well. Yeah, we're we're an intermediated business, so our our channel landscape is quite interesting because we obviously have um, our intermediaries, some of which are independent, yes. and some are um, employed by PPS, and they are basically our route to market. So because our products are generally structured, if you look at someone's um, mm -hmm. financial needs, especially professionals' financial needs. You know, people have to structure things differently. So you have to look at what they need and put a plan for them and then execute on that plan. So we, we would use um, independent um, advisors as well as some advisors that we hire um, that work for PPS. Okay. So um, 
today we're obviously talking about employer influencing. Um, but how did you become aware of this this channel of influence? So I'm not sure if I'm allowed to confess, um, but I'll, I'll make a confession anyway. So I, I must be honest, I was one of those that was anti-influencers as a, um, okay. a position. I, I really was not keen on the idea of influencers because I always feel like you are taking your brand and you're, you're almost gambling on a person. And when their fortunes are up, you benefit. But when their fortunes are down, you, you suffer um, as a result. So the idea of having, um, you know, influencers didn't quite appeal to me, but mm-hmm. it was, it, it was a, a social conversation with, with someone who mentioned, you know, that there is this, there's this business that does this and, and they sort of piqued my interest, but okay. I must be honest, I was not quite sold until um, I, I met with Kevin and he explained to me what it is that they do. And in that in that engagement, he managed to get me at least to be interested enough to pilot it. <laughs> I can say very safe to say you obviously didn't investigate any other kind of B2C influence marketing as well as the employee influencing part of it. No. It's quite interesting that you're saying um, you were quite against influencers as a concept in general. Um, I think a lot of people still feel that way, um, especially marketers, just because of you've either been burnt or seen other businesses not really performing well with using influencers. Um, so, yeah, it's quite interesting. And, and I love kind of our podcast because we're educating on that. And and yes, obviously, there are um, companies out there who, who does it and they don't get any results, but... We're hoping to help people do it the right way and see the benefits. Absolutely. And I think, you know, there, there are different industries. And um, if you look at FMCG, mm-hmm. um, the influencer strategy, you know, makes sense. That's that's a place yeah. where you, you can do it. But when it comes to financial services, I think it starts becoming a little bit more tricky. And perhaps that's where my original positioning was. Um, and even with, with the employee influencer, I was a bit nervous, but um, but yeah, my attitude towards it has changed completely. I think it's very important what you're saying. It's the different industries need different kind of influences and different strategies, um, because in in insurance and in financial services, your everyday kind of influencer marketing will obviously not yield the results that you would like. Yes. Why do you think um, employee influencing is a good fit for PPS? So there were two two things that um, we benefited with this. One is the employee engagement. You know, when when okay. you when you put it upon someone to say, "Listen, we would like you to do this thing," you're doing it for yourself, but you're also doing it for the benefit of the company. Um, it, yeah, it it sort of makes people feel valued. Um, the training that they mm. got and and the education that they got in preparation for this made them feel um, a lot valued. Secondly, we found that when you use, um, I mentioned earlier that we've got um, advisors that are employed by PPS. When you use people yeah. that are like advisors that are employed by PPS who sell products, um, it empowers them to be able to to speak and reach out in a in a different way, not the traditional I'm a salesman. Mm. 
um, trying to talk to you, but yeah. giving before they get, you know, before you get that sale, you, you give, you give people information, you give people entertainment, they get to relate to you and they get to know you a little bit better. So that, that was the one thing that um, I found was beneficial. Um, well, well, those were the things I found that were beneficial for us. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and it is so true when you involve your employees and they really love what they do. It just empowers them and empowers you and it gets your brand out there in such an authentic way, which is fantastic. Yes. What was your initial objectives when you started with your employee influencing program? So it, it was really to amplify our voice. So our strategy had been to grow our following okay. on um on channels such as LinkedIn and, and Facebook, particularly LinkedIn, because we found that a lot of the professionals go to LinkedIn and they engage differently yeah. with the content in there. They take it a little bit more serious. Um, and when you try and, and you trying to boost things, you sometimes don't get the same level of reach. But when Correct. you have um, employees that are influencers, there is that um, it's almost like a, a pyramid. Um, you know, because mm-hmm. you, you, one person amplifies your message and makes you reach other audiences that you wouldn't have ordinarily reached. So if we True. put an article or we put a, a post on LinkedIn on our company page, only the people mm-hmm. that follow our company page would reach it. But the moment yeah. um, three or four of our employees rebroadcast that post, suddenly we are mm-hmm. getting exponential growth because Yes, there might be an overlap between the people that follow our page and people that follow them, but we get into new audiences. And those new audiences also, if it's valuable for them, will share it um, with other people. So it just created this virtuous circle of, of, of benefit for the company as well as for the employee and their influence um, with, with their social circles. And the more they produced relevant content, the more they attracted engaged followers and attracted new mm-hmm. followers so there's a, it's a win all round I think um also it just kind of plays into the thing we always say about in, influencer marketing around um across the board is that it comes from real people who has real experiences and it speaks about from their their point of expertise and I think even more so in employee um influencing that is true and that's where you get that great engagement and people start recognizing the expertise not only of the person, but also associate that with where they work. Absolutely agree. So do you think um, your influencer or your employee influencing campaigns is better to be once-offs or do you think kind of an always-on approach would be more effective for brands? So for for us, um, the always-on approach is better because you have a level of consistency. Also, I, I mm-hmm. once something works, you know, if it's benefiting yeah. the employee, you can't say to the employee, well, now stop posting. It is their, it is their platform anyway. That's true. Um, yeah. So, so <laughs> by, by, by default, it becomes an always on um, type of approach for those that are interested and are engaged with it mm-hmm. because there's, there's absolute benefit for them as well as obviously for the company. So it, I, I think it's, yeah. it, it, it just, it's one of those things that grows organically. Yeah, and I think uh, LinkedIn is also great for that, um, just to kind of get get that level of expertise going and for your company just to kind of get that amplification that it needs. Absolutely, and LinkedIn is quite a pricey platform. 
on a good day. So yes. um so having the employee influence I almost circumvent some of the the cost because you're still getting um reach but this time you're not necessarily paying um as much yeah. as you would. So they they definitely a financial benefit for from you know saving a bit from the marketing budget. Oh, we all love saving money, especially these days. <laughs> marketing budgets um, are always what, just that easy for CFOs to want to slash. Oh, you know, it's always the first thing that goes. Like we have to save costs. What about the PR comms and marketing budgets? Yes, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's all in the narrative, right? Because if if yes. we stay with saving costs, marketing is not a cost. Marketing is an investment. It's an investment Absolutely. into the future growth of your business so if you if you say well we're gonna cut costs let's cut marketing you you essentially saying we're cutting costs let's cut all future investments in our growth i love that way of thinking of it i'm going to remember that indeed i know one of the things that make this type of program so super successful is obviously choosing the right employees to participate um, you're not going to ask every single employee to, to participate in this kind of program unless they're obviously really invested in it and they buy into the program and the company they work for. Um, so what do you look for and what did you look for and other brands should look for in their employees when they choose them to participate in this? Okay, so um, for us, it one was people that were engaged in the company. So when you look at um, the ordinary company, there are those people that are just yeah. engaged, they're positive. You know, they're not the, the toxic types. You know, you find some people that are good performers, but what comes out of their mouths about the company is never, <laughs> is never positive. So we look for people that have got a, that are positive about themselves, mm -hmm. that are positive about the company, and that also um, perform well, right? And then we look Correct. at people that um, already have got an inclination towards social media. So we did have one or two that didn't. And, and for them, they just <laughs> mean one or two people just said, listen, this just is not going to work for me. Um, and, and that was okay. when we looked at people's position. We thought what they have to share is quite relevant. But if someone is not sure. a social media head, um, you mm. know, this is not the way to, to introduce them to social media. They find it quite daunting. So it's people that, that already like um, social media. Um, there is a bit of an age bias, but um, there are people okay. like myself, myself who is, um, you know, I'm not as young as I would like to believe I am. But, um, <laughs> All of us, um, absolutely. <laughs> but I, I do spend quite a fair amount of time on, on social media and I've enjoyed social media. Mm -hmm. I, I always say to my, to my kids that um, I was on SA Reunited. Uh, which happened oh my goodness. For, for Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Very active on SA Reunited. And it's a pity what happened to that particular platform because I think they were the Facebook or, uh, before Facebook was a was a thing. Um, they probably were, you're right. Yeah, no, they, they definitely Facebook killed them. Uh, but I think they, the concept was very much um, the same. So, yeah. um, so we looked at people that have a, a, an interest already in social media and we looked at people mm -hmm. that um, from a work perspective are positive people who take themselves seriously and take their own personal brands mm -hmm. seriously not people who are volatile because someone might be someone who's volatile one day is going to be great and the day that they don't like the company anymore they you know um, changing their, their tune so looking at maturity yeah. 
it's it's quite a subjective test, but um, it, but it it's it's a combination of things. But one is someone who lives the company's values, someone who has got a good yeah. performance um, track record, someone who who is positive themselves, um, and and someone who already has got the social media as something they're interested in. I think that's a great little tick list um, to have handy. Because like you say, you want people who are really, really positive about themselves and the company. Otherwise, you might do more harm than good. Indeed. Do you recommend other businesses wanting to do this employer influencing um, to implement the program? Or do you recommend that they just do it themselves? Sure. I I think (laughs) if they did it themselves, they would have to have a very high risk appetite. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it, it helps. Um, anything worth knowing is worth learning yeah. from someone that that knows it a little bit better than you. Um, there are certain hundred percent agree with that. From the experts, and and I mean, you can say, well, how can they really be experts? This is such a new field. Yes, it's new, but there yeah. are people who who've immersed themselves in this topic, um, and have mm. tried it already so why on earth would i want to learn the mistakes that they've already gone through so and I oh, found yeah. it's not it's not that expensive to get people to come and help and it, it also counts as training mm-hmm. so from a from a CETA perspective you know you, those those hours that people are training and that spend um if it is a corporate it's definitely worth while you know having some people come and train you because then you've got a bit of a structure and and the company mm. that trained us gave us a bit of hand holding so it wasn't just a, a classroom thing there was a bit of coaching okay. um coaching afterwards a bit of encouragement a bit of competition to say okay so this person is the one that managed to grow the most number mm. of followers this was the most impactful mm. post etc and and that created a bit of a community um and and okay. that community then uh, started being able to stand on its own. And what I liked about what they did is that they didn't make us addicted to their support, if you know what, what, what I mean. They, oh, that's they good. helped us to say, okay, um, our relationship is going to start here and it will end here. Because a lot of times people okay. start off saying, listen, we'll give you training and support, and then they want you to be dependent forever. And and their approach yeah. was, we are going to empower you, and then at some point we're going to let go, and you're going to go on your own, and good luck. Um, and and I love that because it just, you know, it 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 felt like okay, I've got this amount of time, I need to learn what I need to learn in this mm-hmm. amount of time. I'm going to have support for this long, and then I've got to go on my own, which was great. Beware of of people that um, want you to be dependent forever. I agree. Absolutely, because then you're like, but at some points I'm gonna grasp this and I'm gonna be empowered to do this myself. Mm. And then why can't I just run with it? I agree with that. Mm. And I do love that they give you kind of a a beginning and an end because, like you say, you know you're gonna have to hustle and, and kind of figure this thing out. And then you're so empowered that you can carry on by yourself, which is great. Most of you know that Influential is our podcast sponsor. But did you know that my co-host Anne heads up the agency? And that is the first ever boutique agency in South Africa that specializes in developing strategy for influencer marketing. Anne and the team are experts in the field. 
and have spent years warning their skills and knowledge about influencer marketing and at some of the country's biggest PR and media agencies. The moment that you think you might want an influencer campaign, make sure to call or email them first because without strategy, you might not have the outcomes that you would like and are looking for. In addition to talking all things influence on this podcast and also puts together the fantastic influential newsletter that comes out every month, and this is another way for you to keep up to date with the industry. The link to latest newsletter is in the show notes. Check it out. And if you like, please subscribe. And contact details are also on there. Let's keep the conversation flowing. What do you think? I think we actually spoke about this. But is there any other benefits having an agency on board to help you? In the beginning bits, at least, to hold your hand. Yeah, look, I think, yeah, as I've, I've mentioned, um, it, it helps mm-hmm. to have people who already understand. Um, there were like little tips um, that, you know, we wouldn't have otherwise known. Like how many hashtags to attach, you know, the, 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 the <gasps> thing in our minds would be as many hashtags as possible. Uh, <laughs> Whereas, you know, they'll tell you tips to say, yeah, there, there's a, you know, there's diminishing returns after some time. The algorithm will figure yeah. out if you're just hashtagging everything and tagging everyone. Yeah. Um, tips like that. Tips like whether what kind of post should be a big headline and an image. Uh, which mm-hmm. should be an article. Where should you place an article? How can you measure your own um success in terms of the post and so on? So there were like little insider information tips that were given that made yeah. it worthwhile. You know, so. If I said mm-hmm. to myself, well, I could have done this by myself, yes, but there's a lot of information that would have probably taken me months to figure out. Yes. And some of it never figure out ever um, if yeah. I didn't go through this this process. That's the great thing of experts, right? Like you're not sitting and pulling your hair out for four months trying to figure something out. They could have taught you in like two hours, which I absolutely yeah. love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, remember really. about... About a year and a half ago, I really started taking LinkedIn seriously. Um, And I also, I didn't really, I was just like, it's LinkedIn. You put your things on there. It's like a CV, right? I think most people think that. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, these people started teaching me. And they're like, no, you do these articles and you do this and insights into your industry. And you position yourself as an expert and it helps your company and helps you. And the hashtag thing, I was also very flabbergasted. I'm like, but on every other platform. You just wear in like 15 hashtags and hope for the best. And yeah, they're telling me at LinkedIn, like, if you do more than three, you're going to get penalized. And you're like, wow, okay. So what I love about the platform, it's so strategic that you really need to make sure you're, you have the right connections, that's speaking into the right audience, and then you must be very careful of the hashtags you use. It's just like, it's like a bit of a science to it. Yep. It is. It is. Yeah. And, and if you do it right, the benefits are, are there. Absolutely. And I think it's for everyone. It's not just for the brand. It's also for the employee. And it stands them in good stead later on in life as well. Yep. Fully agree. They absolutely, obviously, provide training and hand-holding. And how long do they, they hold your hand for? What is the time period? Well, it depends. I'm not sure, um, you know, because we only did with, with one company. But it's, I would think, about yeah. three months um, if I recall correctly, we're about to do oh, another intake fantastic. now, actually. 
um, of employee influencers. Uh, we're in the planning phases, so in the next two weeks or so, we'll, we'll be starting. I think it's about a three-month um, timeline. Okay, so that's actually plenty of time for you to kind of get really comfortable with the whole process. Yes. What metrics do you measure with employee influencing? So what does success look like in this type of campaign? So um, success for the company or success for the employee, I think the employee can determine for themselves what it is that they're looking for. Yeah. But we found that people did um, about the number of uh, followers that they gained. Um, mm. You know, they, they started becoming selective as well in terms of the kind of people that they allowed them to, that, that they allowed to follow them. Um, but Amazing. for the company, for, for us, the 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 the, the mm. biggest benefit was really just the amplification um, of, of okay. our message. So the the biggest metric is how many of the messages that are posted on the group site uh, or the group page, mm. sorry, um, are, are either rebroadcast as is or tailored uh, for okay. for an audience. So obviously we love it when employees take the 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 message that was on the the group post and and put a, their own perspective to it and and share it and then how yeah. many more people share that message because the moment they take it and they personalize it means there's there's resonance and it means Correct. that um it it stops being a company message and it starts becoming that person's message to their to their base yeah, and that is absolutely so powerful because it's that personal stamp of kind of expertise on it. Yes. Do you think there's any potential dangers running this kind of program without any proper guidance or any experts helping you? So with without experts, I think it's a bad idea. Um, it's not even, <laughs> you know, these are the specific dangers. Um, but mm. in terms of generally, I think there is always a risk. Regardless of whether yeah. you're getting supported or not, there's always a risk that an employee can go rogue. Um, an employee True. can decide, you know, like they're really unhappy about something and use that platform. But the control with that is that um, if you choose people that are of a, you know, they, 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 they're mature, um, even if they are mm. unhappy about something, they'll think about the long-term consequences of that. Because when you start going wild on um on, on social media it says something about yeah. you as well um if you 100%. are a leader in a business um and suddenly you know you're unhappy about something and then you go on social media it, it, it just tells the mm -hmm. other people especially because um linkedin is such a a, a career orientated platform yeah. um you know it so so i think there is there's always a risk but I think that the benefits and the rewards far outweigh that risk. Sure. And I think, like you say, um, when you choose the employees carefully and you also kind of guide them in what to post, it's a little bit less risk, um, even though there's always that risk that someone's going to go rogue. Um, but also, I don't think on LinkedIn people are, are too prone to do that because your future employers will always kind of go back and look on all your social media how you treated previous employers as well. Um, and I think that's just become part of the interview process in 2020. Yeah, indeed. I mean, even if you, if you don't mm. look at, at, at employees, if you look at um, someone who is a supplier, so you're, you're, you, mm. you might be in this as a, an employee, but at a later stage, you start your own business. 
you know, when people are dealing yeah. uh, with, with others, they will look at how their behavior is. So I, I don't think it, it's always just about how you're going to be viewed as an employee. It's about how you're going to be viewed as a business person, whether you are in, that in is, the business for yourself or you're in the business um, being employed by someone else. But your ethics in, in business and your behavior when the chips are down yeah. um, will determine how you know others will view you. That is so true. And I think we should bookmark that because that is invaluable advice for anyone, to be honest. I'm assuming because you're doing your second intake already of the employee influencing program on your side, and I'm hoping that you will probably carry on doing that. Do you think you will at some point know enough to internalize this function or would you always kind of bring in an expert to help you? Um, I Well, as things stand now, I think I would definitely continue with the expert because things move things are not static you know we're not we're not staying in a world where things are, are constantly the same so as much mm-hmm. as um and, and and i bet whatever we did last year with the first program there's going to be some new information with this new intake yeah so it, it always is best i mean if you're going to use experts you you, you just get the cutting edge of you know what's happening in that industry so mm. yeah I'm, I'm i'm prone to to using them the only time that i wouldn't also, is when the price starts getting like too high that it's unaffordable <laughs> then then we might as well Absolutely. you know not be at the top but uh but get the basics but while while um yeah. the the mix between affordability and the benefits is right then it's it's worthwhile no i hear what you're saying and i think also because it's digital, um, things does move extremely fast, like you say. What's in last year, maybe two months ago, something, the algorithm might have changed, the rules might have changed, and just if you're not in the industry, you don't know about that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, do you, why do you think it's not more popular in South Africa, employee influencing? Um, and why doesn't everyone have one? So I don't think that it's not more popular. I just think it's unknown. Because okay. when, when you say popular, it means people are exposed to it and they make a decision whether they're yeah. interested or not. I think this is something mm. that's a bit new. Um, and also it's that the, the way our organizations are structured, particularly corporates, HR is mm. one stream and marketing yeah. is another. Um, and sometimes these two are running parallel. They never really interact unless there's a problem. So in the normal um, operations of the business, you only bring HR in if you want recruitment, discipline, policies, you know, that kind of thing as as a marketing person. But we are fortunate in that uh, PPS is is a bit of a mid-corp. So we are smaller um, and and, and much more intertwined. So to get the HR, um, you know, uh, parties to the table to say, listen, there's this great idea and Mm. we think this is how it can work was not that difficult but i think in in other organizations you might find that because hr and marketing are far apart um you know it might take that much more effort to bring the two to make people realize that employees themselves can be part of um the the arsenal of marketing yeah and we're almost at the end of our conversation um thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on employee influencing and we can't wait to hear how your second intake is going to be. Um, before we go, um, 
Can you maybe give our listeners two or three insights or tips um, if they want to embark on employer influencers? Um, what should they be considering before they do this? Okay, so the first would be um, be clear about what you're trying to do. Um, what yeah. what what doesn't work is trying to make your employees robots. You know, force feeding the yes. things that they need to say. You need to give people the freedom to own their own pages and do on their own pages mm-hmm. whatever it is that they feel is right. But you as the company need to provide such compelling content that the employee wants to do it. So this should not be a, um, a carrot and stick type of approach. It should be mm-hmm. two parties mutually agreeing that this is a good thing for both. And if one doesn't feel like mm-hmm. it's working for them, they should be free without any guilt, without any, you know, any coercion to continue to participate. It must be that it makes sense for me to be um, a participant as an employee and it makes sense mm-hmm. for the company that, that they support me. That's the first one. The second is um, that obviously we've spoken about this at Nauseam, which is get experts to assist. Yes. You know, there are certain things that are better assisted than being done on your own. Um, and, and, yeah. and third, um, be clear about what your your measurement is from the company side. So um, if, mm. if it is about amplification, then it's about amplification. It's, it's, if it's about, um, you know, the, 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 kind, the type of shares that you get and so on, then it's that. But be clear. Yeah. what it is that you're looking for right at the beginning and then work towards that metric. And if, if mm-hmm. you're not getting the results that you're looking for, keep tweaking until you get the result that you're looking for. And if you aren't getting the result, then go back to, to the, the, the people that helped you out in the first place to say, listen, this is what we've been trying. This doesn't work. And perhaps they will give you a different mm-hmm. perspective. Those are fantastic tips. I love that. Thank you. Thanks to you. Pleasure. Ayanda, um, before we go away, um, maybe you can tell us where listeners can follow you, maybe on LinkedIn to see um, what you guys are up to, what are you up to, and also maybe where they can follow PPS online. So PPS is on Facebook. Um, it's PPS for Professionals um, mm-hmm. on Facebook, on Instagram. We are on LinkedIn as well as Twitter. So obviously each of these platforms we use for for different mm-hmm. things. Um, LinkedIn we use a lot yes. more for for more deeper engagement. If you want to, um, you know, educate and 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 give a lot of um, deeper mm-hmm. information would go there. But um, Twitter is more like a broadcast, quick, succinct what you're trying to to say. Okay. So different um, the different platforms do different things. Um, so you can follow if you search for PPS you are likely to find us um, quite easily. We also have a YouTube channel, um, which would um, have information about the company, some of our adverts, as well as um, things like interviews um, with our CEO. So if you want to know more about PPS, we're also there on on YouTube. Um, Myself, I am active on um, Twitter and on LinkedIn. Um, I must be yeah. honest, I haven't been that active on LinkedIn um, this year, 
just yeah with covid life has been happening um you know but, <laughs> sure um but yeah i mean I, I i i call myself an opinionist on on twitter um and in fact okay. after the training um i realized that perhaps being such an opinionist on twitter <laughs> might not be the greatest of ideas um so i i try and engage quite positively on that on that platform although it is a okay. Yo, it is a vicious platform, but uh, but yeah, it is very vicious on those streets. Yes, yeah. amazing. Um, oh, what's your handle so people can find you if they want um, to? On 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 Twitter, it's Ayanda nineteen, and then on LinkedIn, it's um my name and surname Ayanda Siboni. This was such a great chat. I think people are either going to become aware of what employer influencing is and pique some interest and do some uh, investigation into maybe doing it in their brands or they have already known kind of about it and now know a lot more about it. So thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. It's a huge pleasure. Ayanda, have a fantastic day and hopefully we'll chat soon. Thank you. You too. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.